Welcome to Odyssey. I'm Sergio. So glad you guys are here. If we can turn up the house lights just a little more, that would be fantastic. Wow, what, what a morning. God is so good. God is so good. As soon as we limit God to our previous experiences, God ceases to be relevant in our lives. He always has something fresh. He always has something new. Never will he run dry. Um, today's the last sermon series in, in the series, The Jesus Effect. Next week, as you know, is Mother's Day. So we're, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, mommies, mommies. We are excited about Mother's Day. And, uh, and what's going to happen next week, we are going to actually have Brittany, who was just here on stage, and Noemi deliver the message, and they will tag team next week. So, um, and they're both powerhouses, and, um, and so you don't, you don't, you don't want to miss that, uh, I promise you. They, they, uh, they're going to ex exceed your expectation, and if um, they don't, it's not my fault. But they will. They're, they're, I love their hearts, both of them. And if you've been here for any length of time, you've, you've, heard, and, uh, no, you've heard Noemi on the platform as she, as she leads. And the things that God kind of gives her is, is powerful. So I, I cannot wait. I definitely will be here. Um, today, as we kind of wrap up this Jesus effect, I want to talk about uh, this one word. And the title of the message is um, Pioneer. <clears throat> Pioneer. And I'm sure there are a few things that maybe come to your mind when uh, you think of the word pioneer. But pioneer is a person who is among those who first enter or settle a region, thus opening up for occupation and development by others. It's someone who blazes through where there is no path. Someone who goes where no one else dares to go. Someone who has the guts and audacity and takes the risk before anyone else. It's someone who's usually not following anyone, but is leading the way, and then which, which opens up a floodgate of people to follow through. And there are different types of pioneers in our lives. Um, maybe uh, one that comes to mind is Rosa Parks. She's an uh, American civil rights, was an American civil rights activist. She passed away in 2005, but her refusal to give up her seat in Montgomery, Alabama, indirectly led to some of the most significant civil rights legislation of American history. She sought to play down her role in the civil rights struggle, but for her peaceful and dignified campaigning, she became one of the most well-respected figures in civil rights movements. Henry Ford, he pioneered the use of assembly lines and mass production for motor cars. And a lot of the things that we see right now is thanks to Henry Ford. He helped to reduce the price and made cars affordable for the average American consumer. He was able to pay significantly higher wages in his workforce as well. You know, since we're talking about wages in our culture, politics, uh, thank you, Henry Ford. Um, Mary Curie, maybe you're not familiar with her, but she's a Polish-born French, she's a Polish-born French chemist and uh, physicist, was. Uh, Curie discovered radium and helped make use of radiation and x-rays. Um, Curry was a pioneer for female scientists and was awarded two Nobel Peace Prizes. Lois and Clark pioneered the West. You guys remember your history lesson? Um, awesome. Uh, William Tyndale, he pioneered translating the Bible into English through the printing press in a time that was really illegal to touch 
the scripture because only a few Bibles were out there and very, very few people were able to actually read them. So they were relying on man to basically communicate God's truth and we know how that goes. Um, after his death, it soon became common for Bibles to be translated into English and local languages and, uh, and he basically allowed the Bible to be, um, to be accessible by everyone. So, I mean, everywhere you turn, you'll, you'll bump into someone who's paved the way. Um, in the Old Testament, Joshua and Caleb, um, they were sent out to the, to the land that God promised uh, his people. And uh, there were like, what, 10 or 12 spies that were sent out to um, Jericho. And all of them came back telling the truth about the land and about the giants in the land. And, and talking about the challenges of the land and basically concluded that, no, we won't be able to really take it because we're like grasshoppers in our own sight. So we probably are grasshoppers in their sight as well. But Joshua and Caleb, they agreed with the information, but except, they, except for the last part where they said, no, actually, we believe in God's promise. And I believe they said that we believe that we will take this land. And so they pioneered in, um, in possessing a, a piece of land that God promised. And so God's promise became greater than the earthly circumstances. Powerful, powerful pioneers. Um, Noah was a pioneer in the Old Testament. He built a boat, not just a boat, but a huge boat in the desert before he's ever seen rain. Abraham left the world that he knew and followed God into the unknown world. David, we all know him as a man after God's own heart, but he pressed through the religious practices and discovered the heart of God before the new covenant was even established. David chased God before the Spirit came more than many of us chased God after the Spirit came. In the New Testament, Mary Magdalene, she pioneered spreading Jesus' resurrection, going to a bunch of men, telling them something that they've never heard before. And a lot of people say that Bible suppresses women. Um, no. You've been lied to. You've misread it. The Bible says that all are equal. And God and Jesus and the church actually elevated women as pioneers because they believe that there, are, there is neither Jew or Gentile, male or female, as far as God is concerned. We have Peter who crossed cultural and racial divides with the gospel of the kingdom of God. The big, big things that they did. Paul took the gospel to the ends of the world. Pioneers are not those who settle. They're the ones who set course to a promise that is not yet realized. Jesus is our ultimate pioneer, though. I love what this says, and if you have your Bibles, Hebrew chapter, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, and this is in the Passion Translation. It says this, 
It's coming. <laughs> and this is actually pretty profound. I, I never really thought of it in, in this language, how the Passion Translation um, articulates it. I, I, uh, we, uh, I would read it, but I really want everyone here to really read it because I think it's pretty profound. There it is. Okay. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. It says this, For now he towers above all creation, for all thing, things exist through him, this is Jesus, and for him, and that God made him, Jesus, the pioneer of our salvation. Isn't that powerful? Perfect through his suffering, for this is how he brings many, includes you and I, sons and daughters, to share in his glory. He pioneered our salvation, not because we didn't want to do it ourselves, but that we couldn't do it ourselves. It was a dead end thing, and so Jesus came to earth. And he pioneered this amazing gift of salvation. If we are not pioneering in our lives, then we are not walking in the purpose that God has for us. Pioneering is not just for some people. It's for all of God's people. And pioneering may look different from one person to another. A lot of times we tend to project pioneering onto a situation that we, that, that's basically out of our character or maybe projected onto somebody else because they're more gifted, they're more gorgeous, they're more well-built, they're X, Y, Z, whatever our reasoning and excuses are. But the truth of the matter is pioneering could be something as simple as what Rosa Parks did, which was just not move to the back of the bus. Pioneer, pioneering takes faith. And pioneering, whenever we do it correctly, whenever we go all out, it actually paves the way. So whatever we do by faith now, we actually set the stage for the next generation to live in by sight. If you are part of a family and your parents started a business, right, and they maybe pioneered through that, the, the sweat and tears, they went through trials and errors, setting up a business, setting up a way of life, and, uh, and, and, then, and then as you grew up in the family, you know, your parents maybe are so generous because they pioneered, they basically are kind of like inviting you into where they've already been. Uh, and it's, it's a beautiful thing whenever you see people's hard work bring forth fruit. John 20, 21 and 22 says, Jesus repeated his greeting, peace to you. And he told them, just as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. This is the language of a pioneering, challenging people to pioneer. So we can say, just as the Father sent Jesus, let's say that, just as the Father 
So Jesus sends me. Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20 says this. Meanwhile, the 11 disciples heard the wonderful news from the woman and left for Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had arranged to meet them. The moment they saw him, they worshipped him. But some still had lingering doubts. Then Jesus came close to them and said, watch this, language of a pioneer, all authority of the universe has been given to me. Now, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is the labor of a pioneer. And teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. And never, ever forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of the age. Acts 1, chapter 8. But I promise you this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power. Oh, that's beautifully written. And you will be my messengers. You will be my pioneers. You will pioneer Jerusalem throughout Judea. And you will pioneer provinces even to the remotest places on earth. I want to go on, but I just feel like we need to have what we just read sit. Just let it grab a hold of you. This will change your destiny if you begin to believe that what we just read applies to you. The reason that Christianity is powerless in America is because Christianity has settled for the status quo. We are comfortable... And we box Jesus in. God, let this word bring a revolution to our hearts and to our spirits and to our minds. Because this is what's going to be required of us to reach our city. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Oh, I love this verse. This is our verse for the year. So I'm going to insert it anywhere I can. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. In case you begin to doubt, in case you begin to think 
that you're on your own, that it's not for you, that it's for someone else. Never doubt the mighty power to work in you. God's mighty power to work in you to accomplish all of this. And that's not just this, but everything, all the promises that's in Scripture. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all. And for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. Somebody pioneered for your salvation. Someone pioneered to bring you the good news of the gospel. Someone pioneered to establish Odyssey Church. Someone pioneered to establish that church, that church, churches in America, churches around the world. Many people around the world, not in America, die as a result of them pioneering the good news. And they're okay with that. This is such a life-changing word if we receive it for ourselves and not mentally take ourselves out of the equation. Pioneering is for some people, but it's not for me. Please do not believe the lie from the pit of hell. Give a few thoughts on pioneers and we'll be done. Oh. Pioneers believe that there is always, always something more. No matter how great your days are, a pioneer is always like, yes, but this is not it. This is not it. There is always more. And that's where our hope gets sparked in people's lives. Because it's one thing to say that there is more when things are not going well. When people come and they beat you up and they lie about you and they stab you in the back and things don't pan out. You, you know, someone will come and inspire you and encourage you. Be like, Just hang on, hang on. God is coming, God is coming. But imagine if all of your dreams come true and God comes and tells you there is more. Not just your semi-whatever, but your wildest dreams. God's like, you know, I, could, I, can, I can outdo them. And maybe we're waiting for God to come in and outdo something that we have not even stepped into. God is not just come and outdo nothing. He's asking you, hey, go after the dreams that I have given you. And when you go, when you pioneer, when you step out, when you step into the destiny, into the calling that I have for you, then you can turn around and watch me move and take you beyond what you've ever dreamt possible. But we are waiting on God, and God's waiting on us. We're frustrated with God, and God's like, when are you going to go? When are you going to pioneer? When are you going to step out? When are you going to say enough is enough? This is not as good as it gets. There is immeasurably more available. Now, this passage, this next one, is very familiar with us. And I hope to maybe shed some fresh light on it this morning because... Whenever I saw this, 
I, it's just powerful to me. So if you don't get the same response, it's not me, it's you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Come to God through a narrow gate because the wide gate and broad path is the way that leads to destruction. Nearly everyone chooses that crowded road. The narrow gate and a difficult way leads to eternal life, so few even find it. How I've heard this verse before was that the gate is narrow and the road is narrow when you're saying yes to Jesus. But when you say to the world, when you say to the enemy, when you say yes to Satan, the road is broad and the street is like a highway to hell. A highway that's like, woo, and you have all this freedom. And I think if you've been thinking that, i just like to maybe suggest another angle to it. Can you put the screen back up? Go back to verse 13. Come to God through the narrow gate. See? It doesn't say it that the road is narrow. It says that the gate is narrow. Wide is the gate and broad is the path that leads to destruction. Nearly everyone chooses that crowded road. So what he's saying, and the next one, just read it one more time, verse 14. He says, the narrow gate and the difficult way leads to eternal life, so few find it. Now, what I want you to see, instead of saying here's a, 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 a massive gate and a massive highway versus a narrow gate and a narrow highway, I want you to, to look at it this way. The reality is this massive road is crowded. The Bible says that this is crowded. That means that the gate is massive, but the road is actually really, really small because it's really, really crowded. So it kind of looks like this. The gate and then my road and my life goes in and actually you find yourself in more bondage, in more depression, in more isolation. You lose hope. You lose a sense of purpose when you enter this wide gate that actually leads to a very narrow path, a very narrow highway. And what Jesus is saying is that when you go through the narrow gate, the road is actually wide. When you enter through Jesus, he says, I will give you more than you can ever dream. He says, when you enter through me, life will be in abundance. And so when people find Jesus, they realize that everything opens up for them. And that is the delusion of a lot of our world thinking now is that, you, you know, you do it Jesus' way, it's going to be really hard. Yes, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. I'll tell you again, it is going to be hard. Pioneering is not easy because if it was easy, everyone would do it. 
Everyone doesn't start businesses because starting a business is not easy. Everyone does, is not bring fam, uh, kids into the world because raising a family is not easy. It is easier to be by yourself, to only do things for yourself, and to just follow the crowd and just live your life comfortably and make sure that no one really touches you or messes around with you because you're like, I'm just going to cruise in this, in this very, very familiar life. Pioneering is not easy, but it's worth it. What Jesus did was not easy, but it was worth it. Because we benefit from Jesus pioneering salvation. Like he left heaven to pioneer salvation. Think about that. You live a place where there are no tears, where there is no lack, to a place where you're flooded with tears and flooded with lack. I love that. Like that passage is like all of a sudden like I'm just like, yes, the road is narrow. Please walk through it because on the surface it seems like there's not much. But when you open up the doors, you get God. And God has no limits. He doesn't have a bottom. His well does not run dry. So pioneers believe that there is always more. Pioneers is also someone who's not guided by feeling or by what, where culture is. It's, they're always looking ahead. They're always dreaming. They're always chasing a vision that they have been given. And a pioneer's life is a life that is guided by prayer. Because when you're walking on your own, when you're blazing a path through a field, you cannot rely or trust on any single person except on the one who's leading you, so that all your trust goes on to Jesus. Because now he is leading you, and there's no one else around you, and you don't know what's going on. So you're like, Jesus, I'm just going to follow your voice. As you lead me, I'm going to follow your voice. And this is why Psalm 32.8 says this. Actually, I'm not even going to read Psalm. I'm going to read um, Mark. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24, Jesus replied, Let the faith of God be in you. Listen to the truth I speak to you. If someone says to this mountain with great faith and having no doubt, mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea and believes that, that what he says will happen, it will be done. In verse 24, this is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask in prayer. Be convinced that you have received it, and it will be yours. A pioneer is someone who's always relying on direction from God, who's always relying on the things of, of God and what God is going to bring to the table, relying on God's resources, on God's vision, on God's sight. But... When God leads you, when God speaks with you, when God guides you, you realize that God is walking with you and you're not pioneering alone. You realize that God will never leave you. 
that God is in you, will work through you for your good and for his glory. Man, if we could just receive that powerful truth. Third thing is that pioneers walk by faith. They go into the unknown and take ground. And like I said earlier, when we begin to take ground, we're taking ground for the next generation. And so that the next generation will focus on other things. And they will begin to live by what, they see, what they've seen come to fruition because we have pioneered. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith brings our hope into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. It requires faith. And as we said last week, faith is, um, is spelled out as risk. Something that you have to step out of your, from where you are, from what is familiar, into somewhere where it's not familiar. And it's risky. And you don't know what's going to happen. So you cannot rely on what you see. You have to rely on the God who sees all things. Man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Second Corinthians 5.7. For we live by faith and not by what we see with our eyes. And a lot of times we don't pioneer. We don't step out because all we see and all we focus on is what's in front of us. And God's like, no, no, no. You have to make my reality your reality. Do not project your reality on God. Do not project your limitations on God. Do not project your future of what you think is going to happen on God. No, grab a hold of what he has already provided and begin to walk that out. And as you and I walk that out, we will begin to see God being faithful every step of the way. All right. Pioneers, last one is, as the band comes up and we wrap up here this morning. Pioneers are not about building their own kingdoms, building their own name. They're about seeing God's glory fill the earth. They're about seeing God's glory fill the earth. Romans 15, 20 through 21 says this. It is my honor and constant passion to be a pioneer who preaches where no one has ever even heard of the anointed one instead of building upon someone else's foundation. As the scripture says, those who know nothing about him will clearly see him and those who have not heard, they will respond many of many times in order to pioneer to see God's glory fill the fill the earth you're gonna have to lay yourself down you're gonna have to lay your desires down you're gonna have to lay your wants down you are have to lay your needs down this thing called surrender this thing called God take my life make it into something amazing 
And whenever we do this, then we will step into the fullness of what God has for His children. Because now we're going to be walking in something far greater than what we could ever dreamt of or imagined. Now we're going to build not something that's just about us or about our name that's here today and gone tomorrow. No, we're building something that will never be destroyed. And that is so, so powerful for us to really get perspective on. Because a lot of people, they begin to build their own thing and they lose sight that God has not called us to build our own thing. God has called us to build His thing. With God, all things are possible. Yes, they are. And if God is for us, who will be against us? We have nothing. We have nothing that should be keeping us from moving forward. The price is worth paying because things just cannot stay and remain as they were. See, we, we are not going to be settling, but we're going to set the pace for what the future, for the future that doesn't yet exist. And that's the thing of a pioneer. It's not just observing where we are and trying to modify it. No, it's basically saying reaching into the unseen and saying, God, give me wisdom. Give me vision. Let me see. And when God shows you, when God reveals you, re reveals it to you, he reveals something that's not there yet. And so what we do is say, okay, God, that is where we have to go. We have to set the pace as we go after a future that does not yet exist. Because we don't cater to what is, but we create what should be. We don't settle for what we've been given. But we begin to build what needs to be. And pioneers, they don't, get, they don't care who gets the credit. As long as God gets the glory, the credit may fall wherever it may, it's irrelevant. So maybe a faith, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe your friend pioneered faith for you. Maybe, you're, maybe someone at work pioneered the aspect of finances for you or spiritual revelation of some sort. Or, or, or maybe, maybe someone that you know pioneered an opportunity for you when it comes to your vocation. What are we going to pioneer so that others can feel and experience the Jesus effect? That is the question that we have to wrestle with this morning and in the days and weeks to come. Because whatever we pioneer, that is going to serve as a launching pad for the next generation. What are we going to pioneer so that others can experience the Jesus effect? I want everyone to rise. If you are willing to step into this life, all I have to tell you is that you have seen nothing yet. Whatever you thought, whatever your past experiences were, does not compare to where God wants to take you and I. And so, we have to ask ourselves the question, Father, what am I going to pioneer so that people 
will get the Jesus effect? Is it going to be that I'm going to share with them what Jesus has done for me? Is it going to mean that I'm going to have a study group with someone, start a crew with someone, begin to pray for someone, maybe just approach them, maybe, maybe, maybe help someone in their finances, maybe help someone in, in an area where they are stuck at? Because that's what a pioneer does, comes along a person and asks God's, God's for wisdom and all of a sudden when a person sees a, a, a wall, you come along and say, there is a window there. Whoa, whoa, actually, there is a door. Actually, what wall? Man, God, I thank you, God. But it all starts with accepting and following. You know the church? The church was called the people of the way. Because if Jesus pioneered our salvation, he started walking on a path that has not been walked on. And he made a way, and then the people who are following him are Jesus followers. <laughs> They're following Jesus because Jesus paved the way. He pioneered. And so, oh, what, what are you? I'm the people of the way. Why? Well, we're just... There's the first thing that we have to do is just say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to accept this salvation that you pioneered. And so if you're here, if you're watching and you've never done this before or maybe you've been in church and maybe you felt good but you've never really said Jesus I'm gonna submit to you and I want you to be the pioneer of my life just pray after me this simple prayer and we say this over and over it's not that you just do something as oh pray and everything's gonna all line up no prayer is a step of faith God is already doing something within you and you just want to put maybe language to what God is already doing in your life and so if you're here if you're watching with every eye closed and head bowed and everybody in the room just repeat really really loudly father I come before you just as I am take my life every area of my life lead me guide me I surrender my life to pioneer Jesus. Take with me and do what you may. I thank you for sending Jesus, for Jesus pioneering salvation. And I receive what he has done. In Jesus' name, amen.